Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties 2. This episode features one of the three guests on my hour-long NPR show, heard every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it has broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know, because I care about people who care about cats, dogs, and other creatures who share our planet. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival and the New York Cat Film Festival, which travel America and Canada supporting local animal welfare groups. I could not bring you this show without the support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian who's created a variety of litters to please any cat, as well as inventing clean protein cat foods based on the protein found in cats' natural prey. This show is also made possible with the generous sponsorship of Waruva, the family-owned foreman pet food company named after their rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa, where all their recipes in cans and pouches are human edible because they're made in a human food facility. Good enough for you to eat, but your cats won't appreciate that. I was so excited to see on Instagram this gorgeous, I know that we shouldn't talk about looks, but this gorgeous young veterinarian called Kristen Schmidt, who was following Project Street Vet and Quan Stewart, and she became an acolyte. She became, a, 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 a what would you call it, a, one of the planets off of his, uh, his galaxy, I guess. She's amazing. Kristen, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you are a Project Street Vet doctor outside of California, the first one. It's really extraordinary to see someone so relatively young, fairly freshly out of school, and immediately wanting to give back to the community yeah. and do volunteer work and be a philanthropist yourself. The pictures that I'll put some of them with the podcast of you working with the animals on the street, you have so much joy in what you're doing. You just look luminous. Talk a little bit about what it was like to just barely be out of school. You're, you work in a veterinary clinic in Northeast Georgia, mixed animals, large and small. And yet right. this has become a passion for you. Were, were you always yeah. looking for a way to do volunteer philanthropic, philanthropic work like this? Well, thank you for having me. First of all, I really appreciate it and taking the time to talk with me. Um, I, so basically I'm actually from like outside of Philadelphia. Um, and growing up, I did some nonprofit work and work with the homeless in the, in Philly. Oh, you I did? Used, I did. And before I even had a veterinary degree, um, I used to walk the streets of Philly with backpacks of dog food and cat food and bowls oh, and leeches. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, and I would go to Dunkin' Donuts and I'd get coffee and donuts and I'd just walk the streets and go down alleyways oh and hand gosh. them all. Um, and I think that kind of ignited my passion. Um, so from there, we're all in vet school. I um, did volunteer at like a low income um, veterinary clinic called St. Francis Pet Care. That was right around the corner from our vet school. And then in addition to that, because one part of it is the pets, yes, but a big part of this is is the owners as yes. well. So not only do you have to be able to connect with the pets, but you have to really be able to connect with these owners, especially earn their trust because yes. they are nervous to let you in on their grounds. So I started actually volunteering at the local shelter there, um, homeless shelter called St. Francis House. And I would volunteer 
volunteer and um, tutor children on the weekends. Um, so I started doing that while in vet school on Saturdays. I would go and I would tutor elementary school kids. Wow. And that I kind of, after I graduated, I was focused on finding a job. Um, and you kind of, you know, you, you all of your focus goes into finding a job, For learning sure. veterinary medicine, practicing vet med, how to be a vet. But after a year of only practicing, um, I felt drawn back to the work, um, which is what kind of got me involved with Project Street Vet. Wow. I'm, I'm speechless. No one can see my jaw hanging open on the radio, of <laughs> course, just as well. They could say I was catching flies. What an incredible person you are. Um, my, my interest in the homeless, people experiencing homelessness, which is the politically correct way of putting it, but I think most of them are going to stay homeless given what our society doesn't do for them. But it's always, I've always been drawn to the human side of it and what the human animal bond means to them, but also the fact that often average citizens turn away, look away. And when they do look and the person on the street or in an encampment has a pet, they only refer to the pet and, oh, the poor pet. And, oh, gee, let me take that dog for you. Get it out of this misery. Right. You know, it's, it's, right. it horrifies me. And I'm going to spend as much time as I can celebrating people like you who from a very young age, as a young female, was bold enough to go into alleyways and into places where there could be hostility or misunderstanding of your purpose in order to bring coffee and things for the people and food for the pets. This is obviously no big leak for you. You've been waiting for Project Street Vet to come along and for Quan Stewart to create it so you could jump on board because you've always been there. Kristen, it's, exactly. it's amazing crazy. This that this is, and then you say, gee, yeah, vet school, that's not hard, but why on the weekends? I think I'll tutor some homeless kids. That's a great <laughs> idea because I have no time, no energy, probably yeah. no money, but there you were, and you were probably bringing them a snack. I get that feeling yep. about you. Yep. Um, this is really a, an amazing story just about goodness, and I just want to celebrate you and your husband, Thomas, goes with you on your outings. You you have a, at least one weekly outing, I think, to the to the streets to to help yep. the people and their pets, and and you also have four dogs and th- and three goats. So that's pretty pretty nice little menagerie you have at home. But when I asked you if Thomas was a doctor or in the veterinary field, you told me something that really brings us in a funny way closer because while he works with children on the autism um, spectrum now, he was a very high, high level dog trainer for service dogs. And I thought in Florida, it couldn't be Guardian Angels Medical Service Dogs, whose owner (laughs) and founder and director is my co-host on my training show, Good Dogs. But sure enough, it was. Tell me about you and Thomas. Tell me about two people who come together and do so much good work on behalf of others. What's, what, is that part of who, what, what you are as a couple? What brought you together? I think it is. And I think that, well, I think our relationship stems at animals and passion for animals and our love for animals, because I can never be with someone that didn't love animals and didn't want their dogs on the bed. Or, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're the person that we have two great Danes and we went out and bought a custom bed that's like 10 feet wide so everyone can sleep on the bed. So, um, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being with someone that didn't have that passion for me, but 
um, my husband is probably one of the most patient, understanding people there is. And you have to be to be in the field of working with children that are are pretty low on the spectrum for autism and nonverbal. Yes. However, when I like gave told him my idea that, hey, I think I want to start nonprofit work and helping the homeless with their pets. And I found this guy in California that does it. And I'm going to reach out to find out like if I can start my own nonprofit and maybe get some advice from him on like how to protect my vet license and go about this work. He was like on board from day one. Um, He never doubted me. Um, He's literally with me every step of the way. Our days are long. Like (laughs) when I go on, we, we go for 12 hours. We're there for 12 hours. My God. And we're driving at least an hour from where we are to get to Atlanta and so forth. He does all the driving. He does all the filming. He does all of like, he'll help me with emails. He'll help me with advertising. Wow. So he's literally like my right hand, um, you know, and even though he can't do the vet work, he's doing all the other work that I literally couldn't do this without him. And he's also kind of my protection too, so that yes. I'm not doing this. I would be nervous for, a, for a, I don't know if you're petite, but you're, blonde and young and really pretty and that does make you vulnerable in our world anywhere in our world not just with the homeless anywhere so especially if you're out there kind of vulnerable because you're you know crouched down on the ground and you have your equipment around you and you know you're you you could be a target for something and there's of course a lot of mental illness in the homeless community uh, a lot of mental illness in our society generally that often leads to violence or unexplained behavior. So I'm really glad that you have your protection on so many levels. It looks like you have a vet tech with you in the pictures. Do you do you have a vet tech who's also as big hearted and good hearted as you are? Yeah, I have um, like two or three girls from where I work that have um, kind of volunteer and kind of switch off with me um, and spend their day and help me out too whenever they have free time. So definitely, you know, I, I take on a board, you know, anyone that wants to get involved. Um, so yeah, I do have people that help me, which is, which is nice. So yeah, usually I'll have a tech come with me and they'll help restrain the animal or just go help talk to the owner and yes. go over prevent and things like that. That's really quite extraordinary. So you're, you were just up and running and boom, you're, you're there, yeah. you're doing the work. You've already seen a hundred pets since yeah, a, a year 100. ago, and not even a year, you haven't even been doing this a year, more like seven months. That's pretty yeah. amazing. Do you go back to visit the same people and their pets? Or do you try to see new ones each time or move to a slightly different location? Um, so I've seen about like over 100 since now, I have like certain encampments that I know of, um, that I continue to visit and I check on them. I make sure like, you know, I know when everyone's prevention is due. So I'll go back wow. and be like, Oh, this one's prevention's due here. Let me give it. This one's prevention's due. So I keep track of everything. It's like having a hundred and some pets of your own. My God. <laughs> um, I also do, I go like, I stop at every two weeks. I stop, try to stop at all the different encampments, um, or the clients of mine to make sure they don't need food or supplies. Um, and then I, in addition to that, I try to go look for new places each time too. So that's why my days are long, but I mean, we enjoy it. We love it. Um, I work with uh, Tracy Thompson who runs the Elizabeth foundation, who is really big in Atlanta. She was homeless herself and turned her life around. And now has an amazing nonprofit to help the homeless people. Fantastic. So her and I kind of work together. So she'll keep an eye out for me and she'll tell me, Hey, I heard there's someone that has a new pet or things like that. 
um, and I'll go reach out to them. I do give a lot of these people out my phone number, um, my own personal cell phone number, because I want them to have a contact yes. um, and feel like they can reach out to someone when they're in need, because I definitely do get emergency calls. Um, and before me, they felt like they had nothing. You know, they had no one to reach out to. They had no help. So I want them to feel like they have a resource where they can reach out and I can help them. Wow. Yeah, they didn't have anyone, actually, Kristen. You were right. There was absolutely no one. So you're the lifeline for their beloved pets who are often their main companion, their main connection to their own emotional life, which has gone through some versions of hell that they've wound up on the street in the conditions that they're forced to live in in a supposedly civilized society, which um, is of great concern and why I want everyone to hear about guardian angels like you who see the need, step up, meet the need, inspire other people to join you. It's really important that the goodness spread out in a ripple effect. It's really important that people listening get in touch with Project Street Vet and If you're a vet or a vet tech somewhere else, find out, can you too be a branch? Or if you're anywhere in the part of Georgia where Kristen Schmidt is, she'd love to have your help and grow her her community even larger. It's, it's, I think, really an important thing in today's world to have a chance to feel like you can make a difference, to see the difference, to, to know that you have affected change, one pet, one person at a time, and that that inspires other people to join you, but also the people who are suffering do not feel so abandoned or so frightened or so alone. And they feel in some way you've given them some dignity. You know, you have given them back the dignity that their situation has robbed them of. I, I really salute you. I think it's great. You've, you've. There's been an article about you in the Atlanta Journal Constitution. You've been on the the Eleven Alive News locally. I hope you get lots more attention to what you're doing because we need to put more smiles on people's faces, the ones who are homed and those who are not domiciled. And I think what you and Thomas and your helpers are doing is really quite extraordinary. Do you have, just with the the minute we have left, do you have local pet stores that also donate food and and other stuff to you to give away? The whole dog market in Atlanta, they um, have reached out and they'll donate as well to me. But most of my patients do come from um, just regular people at home finding out about what I do. And I have an Amazon wish list and things get sent and that's what keeps me going. No kidding. So that's it. So anyone living in your area or beyond, go to, is it Project Street Vet Atlanta? What's it called so they know how to donate? They can just go on Project Street Vet and all of our um, our different Amazon wish lists are on there for Georgia Perfect. as well. Perfect. Well, um, I don't want to hold you back. You better get out in the field again because <laughs> you have another uh, 11 and a half hours to go. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Please stay in touch when when things change and evolve and develop. I hope you'll come back and we can cheer you on some more. Thank you, Kristen. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. There are a few more special companies that make this show possible. I hope you will support all of these companies because they stand behind my mission, which is to bring you delightfully informative pet talk radio. Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, creates holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. 
They make many non-chemical products for the inside and outside of your pets, as well as innovative foods like no-hide chews and the hybrid dry food wisdom, which sometimes is all that my Weimaraner Maisie will eat. I'm very grateful also to Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two extraordinary women, Allison and Hannah, who cook dog food from the most pristine human edible ingredients and ship it to your door in frozen pouches. It's higher quality and more ethically sourced than my own food. Thanks again for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this one guest version of Dog Talk and Kitties 2 and will listen to other episodes sometime soon.